Welcome, everybody, to Daddy's First Steps. My name is Tony. And my name is Vico. Welcome to episode 12. Is that correct? 12. Mm-hmm. Oh, the big one, too. Big one, too. Um, but we haven't recorded in a few weeks, so a lot has happened. Oh, all right. Well, not a lot, but the few things that have happened are big ones. Momentous. Yeah, <laughs> like are, are we talking about like blowouts? Uh, blowout we, we've had we've had a few blowouts. Nope. All right. Well, why don't we start with the uh, the text message that you sent, and I believe I responded with something like "Save it for the podcast." Uh, this recent, like yesterday, mm, maybe something about a baby doing a three sixty. Ah, yes, baby Chewy finally rolled. From his stomach to his back. Ah, so 180. Uh-huh. Which is the, you know, one of the big, big important parts of tummy time. We were um, we were really struggling with tummy time because he, he just wasn't a fan. Right? Like crying? Yeah, he's fussy, crying. He just put his head down and just like cry into the ground. Like, into the, <laughs> you know, like oh, this is sad. Yeah. And then, uh, and so this past week, you know, last week and. This weekend, I made it my mission to get him um, to enjoy tummy time or just to do it more so he builds strength so that in turn he wouldn't be so miserable, right? His core. Yeah. Um, and like uh, it wasn't just, you know, us at home, you know, like grandparents. Uh, when he was over at grandparents' houses, they were doing it a lot too. So, so like, uh, what exactly does that mean doing it? Like putting him like so a lot of times like what I've noticed is with the baby you're holding the baby right yeah or you put him on his back on the ground like a little pack and play thing and sure or that's it right but I find that it's usually like parents are the ones that know that they should be doing tummy time and so they're the ones that focus on it right mm-hmm. when you hand the baby to someone that's here to you know see your baby or grandparents maybe a lot of times this is just guessing. Maybe they don't do that. It's like, oh, okay, what, oh, what's his stage at now? Oh, how many weeks? Okay, what, what should he be doing? Okay, let me, you know what I mean? They're like, the parent should be the one maybe that knows this or is invested in the the day-to-day milestones, right? Like the tracking of what needs to be done, maybe. So did he do it one time or has he done, is oh, he no, now he doing this bunch. on the regular? Uh, well, not every time. Like today I tried and he, he just he wasn't in the mood for it. But he wasn't terribly fussy either. He just kind of just stares, looks around. But I mean, like yesterday, he was just like, I mean, just like a barrel. <laughs> you put him down and he turned. Put him down and he turned. So what is it? Is it required that he like hold his head up as part of this? No, no, no. That, that, that's one of the points of tummy time is so that he can hold his own head up. So you so put him on his stomach and yeah. then he, what he'll do is he'll, he'll naturally extend his arm. Right. Yep. And then he'll kind of push up and like lean on his elbows. Okay. Making it so that he's using his core, his back, and his arms. You know, it builds like uh, coordination and strength for him and his arm, um, as well as his core. And the way it works is, I guess, like, you know, they start to, they realize they're uncomfortable and they realize they have some strength and they're like, I'm uncomfortable. Let me get comfortable. And I usually am comfortable when I'm on my back. Got it. Okay. So, so you you're making them uncomfortable to force them to do a side push up. 
I guess, yeah. And and they kind of like, they raise their butt and their leg. When you see it happening, you're like, this shouldn't work. <laughs> like, it just doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, if I tried that, it wouldn't, there would be no rolling. You know what I mean? It just doesn't, like, he, he like had his leg. That's pretty funny. He, he had his both arms down, right? Head up. And then he raised like both of his legs off the ground. So at this point he's almost like a V <laughs> you know? and then he kind of like throws his leg to the side a little bit and like the weight of his leg then carries him over carry. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think eventually what happens is then they start like pushing with their knees, right? Moving forward. And, and maybe that's how crawling starts. So can he roll from, from back to stomach? Not yet. Apparently, that's a very big milestone, and uh, it's not yet. But he is comfortably and easily going from the back to his side now. Got it. And like, like when he's like, if he's on his back and like will walk one way or something like that, uh-huh. he prefers his right side. And he wants, if he wants to keep tracking you, he'll he'll turn his head to track you. Realize it's a pain to do that, and so he just he literally just rolls. So, can you tell right now is he left-handed or right-handed? Uh. I don't know, but I, I would maybe think that maybe he's right-handed because he rolls to the right. Like, he prefers to always roll to the right. Well, isn't he using his left? No, when he's on his back. No, if he's rolling to the right, isn't he using his left elbow to push uh, off? No, no, it's weird. Like, he rolls on. So, baby's bodies are just weird, right? Like, like you would <laughs> think that this would be uncomfortable. But then when he's on his side, he looks, like, super comfy. And he's at a stage now where he's really staring at his hands. And he's yeah. like, these hands are amazing. Is he putting um, them in his mouth? Yes, yes. And he just, like, stares at it. That's actually another uh, thing that happened the past couple weeks. We think he may be teething already. How old? How many weeks is he? He's uh, 16 going into 17. He's four months. Okay. And Is teething? I have no, like, I don't recall. What is the typical teething so starting So we were period? looking into it, and apparently... Apparently it's it's possible between like two months to six months or something like that, right? Um, Wait, a two I mean, month old can get teeth? Uh, yeah, there are, there are stories. There's there's babies that had teeth like way earlier than that, I think. But it's like two month old is like if the baby starts teething at two months, it's maybe uncommon, but it's not like abnormal. You know what I mean? Okay. So this is another thing I'm I'm, I'm I don't want to say battling with, but as you know, every baby is different. They don't all beat those milestones or not beat not bosses in video <laughs> games, but, you know, they don't reach certain milestones as fast or as, as slow as other babies. Right. Yeah. And so you start looking. Everything is a spectrum. Everything is a spectrum. You know, it's like it's not abnormal, but it's not, un, not you know, it's like. So what percentile is he in? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we actually have a pediatrician visit uh, next week. That'll be another round of shots. Is uh, they call it the four month visit. Yep. Um, and then we'll do some measuring, some weights, uh, and see uh, see what's going on. Yeah. Now, um, have you been tracking any of that? Did you uh, have like a handy dandy uh, app app or something? Yeah, we have a little app for just the either feeding and sleeping is what we mainly track. What about the? I thought you were tracking weight and height. Uh, no, not regularly like that. We're gonna wait until the the visit. This, next week so um, sometimes what was I his last him. confirmed weight i think last time i weighed him was like i weighed myself and then i weighed him with me i think it was like 14 pounds okay um yeah, he's, he's getting chunky so and what was his original birth weight seven pounds 
So he's doubled his weight in four months. Yeah. So then does it work like this? In eight months, he'll be 28 pounds? I don't know. Um, Eight months. I don't know. Oh, that's another thing. All the toys, the the pack and play, right? Yeah. It's almost like a car. Oil changes every 3,000 miles or three months. Right, the toys got to get shifted, and so now, yeah, you have to like start shifting or not using depending on their length. I guess you don't. It's funny you don't you don't call it you don't say height yet, (laughs) like a fish. This length exactly, this length. So like, uh, depending on their length or their weight, um, or if so, this that's the part is you know sometimes scary, right? So he's no longer, for example, he's no longer in a swaddle, right? Yeah, that stopped like a couple of uh, podcasts ago, right? Yeah, yeah, and because he was rolling, right? Um, he was rolling to his side, and if he's wrapped up, the possibility of him rolling face down is greater, right? And then he wouldn't be able to roll back over because his arms would be, you know, tucked mm-hmm. in or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, uh, don't use this if your baby is X amount of pounds or this length or if can, can, is able to do these things. And you're like, what? <laughs> All these conditions. Yeah. It's like, man, come on. And then when you finally get him in there, it's like, don't leave him here for long. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like thinking like, what's going on here? Like, well, what's the point of this thing? Yeah. It's pretty funny. Um, so yeah, he's so rolling. I, I thought there was a, a swaddle for him when he gets older, older. Oh, so there's like, a, it's called like a sleep sack. Yeah. So like, it, it's tight around his torso. You know, it's like Velcro around his torso. His arms are out, but then his legs are in, in like, like a, a sack. So like they're warm. You know yeah, what I mean? It's like a sleeping bag. Yeah. 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 Just like that. So is he in that right now? No, lately, it, lately, like the temperature has been pretty nice, right? Like we're, we're starting to cool down a bit. Um, so there are a good amount of consecutive days where there's no heater or AC on, right? We just sort of control and monitor the temperature just via windows. And so he's been sleeping in just like these like uh, onesie PJs. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's been awesome now because it used to be he couldn't nap unless he was in a swaddle, right? Mm -hmm. In a certain way. And you had to put him down a certain way. And now, and then he finally started napping on onesies, but then he kept waking himself up. It, it was, there was like a, there was like a two week period, maybe three week period where it was a pain where he couldn't be fully swaddled anymore. His arms needed to be out because he was starting to roll, but his arms kept waking him up mid nap because it would fall, you know, like that, that reflex. Mm-hmm. And so he would startle himself and I'm like, come on <laughs> now. Now he's finally sleeping like uh for lack of better words, like a drunk, like you look at him and he's just like in all sorts of weird positions, you know? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, like his arms are flayed out and spread out or whatever. It's pretty funny. So would you say his sleep schedule has gotten more consistent? Uh, Yeah. So I was actually talking to my mom about this the other day. And I have decided I am no longer going to be thinking about, routine, like, not routine, like, consistency of sleep and things. Because, like, until there's a point where you can actually start doing sleep training or – you're able to leave him crying it out so he can soothe himself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you're always there. You always have to be there to. Is is that permissible? Uh, let him cry it out? Yeah. I, I, yeah, at a certain point. Okay. 
that's not like something that's like uh well you there's, shouldn't there's spank your kid anymore you should not cry it I mean, out you know, don't let him cry for 12 hours by himself <laughs> you know what i mean if if he's crying for I, I mean i'm still reading up on this because it's uh we're getting to that stage right um but like some people say you know uh for example now in terms of weeks you know milestone wise he should be able to soothe himself sometimes so today we actually had two really good moments where I put him uh, on the pack and play right in the living room. Yep. And I was just hanging out on the couch, and he he does this little thing right before he gets fussy, before he wants to nap. He kind of like he's like, "I'm gonna cry, I'm gonna cry," and then you go and you save him, and he goes, "Ha! I was gonna do it, I was gonna do it, I'll do it." You know what I mean? And then so this time I was like, "You know, what? cry." You know, let's see, this <laughs> you cry. He goes, "I'll do it." You know, like you won't, <laughs> you won't. He's like, "I'll do it," and then and then he went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that happened twice and then later in the afternoon when he's more fussy um he started crying and then you wait a couple minutes and then you just go get him i think right now it's a stage where like a couple minutes if he's still crying he's not gonna he you know so is um, it a time thing or can you tell by his like sometimes uh, it, right now coincidentally the time thing is also how he's crying you know what i mean like uh the intensity so it's not like your parent like you know like um you spend so much time with them, you can tell the difference in his cries. Yeah, I can. Some some of them, not always, but uh, there, there's definitely the tired cry, the uncomfortable cry, the scared cry, and the hungry cry. The hungry cry is the, the middle. No, the middle of the night hungry cry <laughs> is. Um. Uh. Last week, I genuinely felt bad because I got angry. Right. I didn't do anything, but inside, like deep inside, I was, I was angry. And I was like, angry at who, Vika? At the baby. And I was like, <laughs> but like, I can't be hungry. I can't be hungry. I can't be angry at the baby because the baby. It's not like he can go make himself a sandwich. Exactly. He can't go or, make himself a sandwich or order <laughs> Or <pizza>. DoorDash. <laughs> exactly. And so like, then you just stop being angry. Because like, what's the point? It's like wasted energy. So why were you uh, angry? I'm just curious. Because let's, it was like, let's dive into this. Because it was like three o'clock in the morning. Right. Uh -huh. And I'm like warming up the milk. Yeah. And he's screaming so loud and I'm holding him. And usually three o'clock in the morning when I'm holding him, waiting for the bottle to warm up, he's like half awake. And so his balance is not there. And is he, is he flailing? Yeah, sometimes like his like just his torso. And I'm like, dude, can you not see that the timer's going? <laughs> like, you know, like, of course you can't, you know, it's like. Did you have to warm up the milk? Could you just give him like. Yeah. Uh, I've tried. We do cold milk sometimes, but. He like he gets uncomfortable and then he gets all like it's just long run wise it's just better to listen he, to the cry so he he has a certain temperature that he would like you to warm it up to is what mm -hmm. you're saying yeah yeah kind of yeah. so just warm it up and then and then it works fine um, so uh, I think is our audience ready for a, a million dollar idea sure somebody needs to make if they haven't done so already mm -hmm. a um like a a pot of water that heats up like you set a timer it heats it up and warms up the bottle for you that's so that, what i'm using but you wouldn't have to wait so like you would set it to say okay he normally wakes up around three o'clock oh yeah, yeah, yeah i so we have a mini system like that right now right where let's say i go to bed at midnight or one mm -hmm. i will pull the bottle out of the fridge if he's been sleeping for like four hours i'll pull the bottle out of the fridge knowing that he'll be waking up 
in a time frame that is okay for the bottle to be drank, right? Mm-hmm. But the other day we had a, a thing where he slept for nine hours. And my wife went downstairs. She goes, hey, when did you pull this bottle out? I was like, midnight. And it's like, you know, 7 a.m. And we're like, uh, (laughs) but the bottle was still cold. Um, Because, like, it was, like, in the fridge for a long time or something like that. Um, So that was fine. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, I think about this actually every day. (laughs) When I'm holding the screaming child, I think about it every day. How nice it would be to have a compartment in the fridge, right? Mm-hmm. Or like a like a mini fridge, right? That you put the bottles in these compartments. You know how a, a wine fridges have dual zones for white wines can be one temperature, yes. red wine. Okay, something like that where uh, maybe there's a sensor, you know, um, like a button next to his little crib. So when he starts to wake up and cry, I press mm-hmm. his button. So while I'm grabbing him and going downstairs. The bottle is being shifted like a vending machine into this other compartment where then it heats up quickly. You know what I mean? Can and you then microwave? By the time, no. Microwave is... Uh, it like destroys proteins or something. No, like it's not. Uh, well, I don't know about that. It may. It might do that. But our understanding is you don't want to microwave because you can have uneven heating. And there's a lot of cases where, for example, you grab the bottle and it's fine. Right. You put it a little bit on your wrist. Right. And it's fine. And then the baby starts drinking and the middle of the bottle, like that little patch in there mm-hmm. is scorching hot. Um, you can't just shake it up to mix You it. can, but it's like, I don't know. It's just, I don't think it's a, a risk worth. And to be fair, like what? It's going to, I'm going to save one and a half minutes. Well, you know I mean? okay. So let's, let's take a visit to Vico at three o'clock in the morning with screaming mm-hmm. baby. If I offered you an option, continue mm-hmm. what you're doing or save 90 seconds and take this bottle. Mm-hmm. which one would you take if you told me right then and there this will 100 percent guaranteed to work every single time you will never be disappointed i will do it but if you go there is a chance that it may not work and he will burn his throat and you will have days of this crying <laughs> you know on your head then i'll be like you know what? get out of my house it's two o'clock in the morning like leave my microwave alone take the microwave with you i don't want any part of this all right um, um i'm learning you you known me to be a very impulsive guy, and I have learned to really think ahead of for certain decisions. So I'm like, <laughs> is it going to be worth it a week from now? What's the risk cost risk analysis? Yes, this? yeah. Um, so when why when can you transition to cold milk? Like oh, you can you can do cold milk now. It's just like well, then why are you warming it up? Because it's a, like sometimes he does it and he doesn't like it's too cold, right? And then he's like, ah, I don't want this. Ah, and he drinks it slow or he starts to hiccup and you can tell he's uncomfortable. And so then like this, this 15 minute thing at two o'clock in the morning turns into a 45 minute thing where if I had just spent 60 seconds, right, <laughs> I would be in bed already. So it's just worth it. It's just you pick your battles and that's a battle that he will be winning for the foreseeable future. <laughs> or you could just get him acclimated to the cold milk and. We do both. Like, don't get me wrong. We do both. Like, well, there you go. See, you're offering choices. You can't offer choices. You just got to say, this is what it is. Take it or cry. Like, that's fine. I think it's, I, like, for example, when we go out, I I get the bottles out. We put in this little cooler bag, lunchbox thing, or my backpack. And when he gets hungry, when we're out, he gets whatever temperature that bottle is, he drinks it. You don't warm it up between your thighs? (laughs) Under my armpits. Uh, all right, so 
that was one of the things. What was you said? There was another major milestone. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, so one of the milestones was the the big one was the rolling. Um, he had a uh, the soothing that I was telling you like today, for example. He, he soothed himself twice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which was awesome. Um, another milestone is he reached out and grabbed like this little thing that was hanging on purpose. Yeah, yeah. You're certain. A hundred percent. It was pretty cool. It was really cool to see. Um, there was, uh, so he's sleeping heavily now in different places. Like I, what does that mean? Sleeping heavily. Like I went, like he was napping. I was going to go get lunch with my dad today. Right. Mm -hmm. And timing wise is hard people are like hey you want to go lunch around this time and i was like how about you tell me when you're on your way and then i'll tell you you know like what time will be or, or when you're about to leave for example right um because he could be napping and so a lot of times we used to go oh he's napping that's it you know cancel the plans we're staying in you know until he wakes up and a lot of times we still do that but for example so he wait, was what's napping the for- problem with taking him uh, so the, 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 the scare part is that, oh, we don't want to wake him up, but I'm more of a, oh, he's napping. Okay. I'll just move him gently in the car seat, put him in the car and he'll still, you know, he, he, he continues to nap. Okay. You know what I mean, I, so what's the problem? Um, how do I put this in a way that's not going to get me to sleep on the couch? <laughs> um, <laughs> Too late. <laughs> there are some parties out there. So, so some belief systems. Yeah, there are some belief systems that a once the baby's napping, you don't get near him or her till the baby's ready. Yes, but other belief systems. Other belief systems are like I don't I don't just go wake up, we're leaving, we're going to lunch, you know. But I gently move said baby into this chair and he continues to nap and we go so uh, okay so question have you had any problems doing that with baby like Like, has has the baby like then woke up and was just fussy and crying the entire afternoon or um no he's been dude i don't know what's going on lately he's been so last week or uh, beginning uh, end of two weeks ago and beginning of last week it was miserable he was waking up every two hours in the middle of the night Okay. So during the day, he was just overtired and he was just miserably around. This past week, he was a joy. This weekend, like, he was excellent. Today, he was excellent. Just very chill, very predictable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's also I'm getting more comfortable. It's like, oh, you're napping? Okay, go do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. You know what I mean? I'm doing less of that limbo waiting. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? You know what I mean? So the I'm going. I'm moving on your, with my your plan. Life is continuing. Yes, and then the baby yes. is just along for the ride. Yes, and then we're both. It's sort of like a, a, a trade off, right? Um, Yo, Vico, can you help me out? Oh, baby's napping. Can't go. Sorry. <laughs> mm, I want to go get lunch. All right, let's go. Baby's napping. Don't worry about it. Let's just take him. It's good. Let's go. <laughs> so, do you think one belief system is superior to another? No, um, I think it, you do. I think whoever is on shift. Makes the calls. Makes the calls. Yeah. Got it. Now, speaking of shifts, mm-hmm. uh, how long is your, your paternity shift going for? I got another, I got a little over a month left. 
So end of December? No, beginning of December. Let me see. I can tell you exactly. I have the technology. Uh, four. Wait. Uh, One, two, three, four, five, six weeks left. So mid December. Uh, December ninth. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, what are the plans for for post? Um, I think we talked about it a couple episodes ago. Wife went like uh, it's it's like part time, but not part time. It's like uh, on call kind of. Mm-hmm. So she's going to alter her hours so she can watch Chewy for like a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have grandparents helps for you know for the weeks after that, and then then there's holiday sort of break. And then we're deciding what to do this coming uh, this coming January 2022. Yeah. If we're going to do daycare, if we're going to do nanny. I don't know if you've been following the news. Um, we and I, You and I have talked about this before. Possibility of, you know, someone somewhere being a nanny to baby Chewy. Mm-hmm. Um, with recent news of uh, uh, international travel opening up, um, some options have come back. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, so we're, what are, they, we're, are those called? Um, alpars or umpars or something? Oh, you're thinking au pair. Sure. Whatever. No, Is that no, French? No. no. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Don't you speak the language? Yeah, I do. But I don't know every word in the language. Got it. Uh, which is our segue into languages. So ah. how's uh, Portuguese going? Really good. Really good. Bought some Brazilian books off of Amazon. Um, actual paper uh yeah yeah books. they still make those wow books yes <laughs> i thought everything was an e book no 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 doing books um he loves books i mean i guess most babies like books uh yeah. so portuguese i believe we had some um something set up for uh, languages and different animal sounds mm-hmm. how's the uh is that something that is ready for the uh, the listeners? Uh, I did talk to one of my cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'd like to listen to it, we can we can plug and play here. Um, so so let's refresh our listeners. This is sounds that animals make in the U.S. versus, I guess, uh, Brazil. Yes, correct. Now, are, so was my hypothesis correct? Are the sounds different? Some of them. So you know what I found? It wasn't that the sounds were different. Okay. Is that the animals were different? What? So, like, uh, my cousins was mentioning, and it's in the recording here. You know, he goes, "Next time we'll do like Brazilian, like, like it's hard to explain." Like, um, do they not have pigs in Brazil? They do, but it's like there's a lot. There's a lot more wildlife in Brazil, right? So, like, you see the. The wild parrot making a sound when he lands on your fence. So wait, you think a wild parrot sounds different from a domesticated parrot? Like a pet like a, parrot? Like a macaw. You know, like <laughs> many people in America have a domestic <laughs> macaw. <laughs> Excuse me. You know what I mean? Or a toucan. We just, we just have I mean? a, a parrot. Yeah, or a parakeet or little monkeys. Like, I mean, maybe you live in an area <laughs> that has all that that goes, you know, along where you live a lot of times, but... So, yeah, those animal sounds, stuff like that. Okay, so you didn't do, like, farm animals. No, we did farm animals, but then the suggestion was to do animals from where they live. 
well, I think in order to do a fair comparison, like both cultures or both yes, languages that, have to have the same animal. Yeah, that's the that's the because I guarantee you, ask anybody, any U.S. native, what does a like a, a toucan make? They're gonna be like, <laughs> what? Are you talking about the cereal? What's toucan? <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so how are we going to do this? So I have here uh, the recording as part of the uh, sound bite. But uh, the website we're using for recording our um, podcast, because we're still in the pandemic, we're not doing this in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't really pause it, just start or finish, and I have to redo it. So what I can do is uh, I'll play it, and then uh, we'll go from there. Okay. All right, so I'm talking here with my cousin Mauricio. Mauricio, how you doing? Hello, hello. How are you? Pretty good. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Well, I'm Mauricio. I'm Nico's cousin, and I'm Nico's uncle. Cousin uncle? I don't even know. Cousin uncle. What, uh, I guess it's. I, I don't know what the term is. I really don't. But know. Um, I haven't brought met you here him today. Yet, I'm sorry. I haven't met him yet, but. Not in person, no. Mauricio currently is living in Argentina, um, which is quite a ways from the U.S. of A. (laughs) And being that we're still in a pandemic, uh, traveling is a little more restrictive. um, And being that baby Chewy is only, you know, 15 weeks old, um, there are some limitations and risks associated with traveling, but you will be meeting baby Chewy very soon. Hopefully. Yes, hopefully. Um, okay. So the reason, uh, we're here today is, uh, Tony and I were talking a few episodes, episodes ago about the difference between languages and how baby Chewy will learn things along the way, you know, especially as a baby. Yes. Um, and one of the things that we were curious about is baby sounds. So when you're a little baby, you know, um, and you're learning what things are, a lot of times parents or an adult or another kid will go, Oh yeah, that is a dog. It goes. And then they repeat or make a sound associated with that animal. And so our big question was what animal sounds are made, um, in other countries. So you're going to be our first guinea pig. And if this works out, we're going to go around to other cousins and some other people from around the world and see how they make animal sounds in their countries. Right. Interesting. Um, And so for listeners that are not aware, uh, Baby Chewy is part Brazilian. So we're going to be looking at Portuguese animal sounds today. Um, So Mauricio, I have a list of six animals and I'm not going to tell you all of them up front. I'll tell you one at a time. Um, and as we go, I'll give you one or two seconds to, to make the animal sound. And then we move on. Great. So you don't get to look anything up or think too hard about it. You ready? I am. Let's do it. All right. And be, be nice and loud and clear. Ready? First animal, a rooster. How would a person in Brazil describe a sound of a rooster? How would they make that sound or a imitate rooster. that sound? Okay. Uh-huh. Let me remember. Okay, rooster is good. All right, next up, a cow. How would the person in Brazil uh, 
tell a little boy, you know, what sound the cow makes. I'll tell you, for example, how they do it in the U.S., right? In the U.S., they point at the cow and they go, moo. How do they do that in Brazil? Well, the last time I checked would be like, mo. A little bit more open, like M A. Uh, so no, oh. no, no specific sound, just a uh. yes. The morning right. thing that the cow does. Ah, yes, very early in the morning. Okay, next up, dog. The dog, the dog, the dog. Okay. Oh, oh, no! Wait, let me do it. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. So, so at the end of the day, if you were to if you were to put this on paper, it would be ow ow, right? A U A U A U. Yes, we're ow, 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 ow. Mm-hmm. And okay, what about the cat? The cat, the cat. This is kind of hard for me. I never had a cat, but let me. Meow. Okay, so that's that's interesting. Meow is uh, very close to what someone would say in English. Meow. Yeah, probably. All right. All right, moving to the next one. A pig. This is the one that we're very curious about. How would you make a pig sound in Portuguese? What would, how would you do it and how would you spell it? So I got two. I got the... Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Is that both of them? <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's just a mixture of reading right. in and making that weird stuff. And the last one, a sheep. A sheep, a sheep. Bah. Bah. Oh, man. Is that good? I don't know. Yeah, that's, this is exactly what we're looking for. Um, so, Mauricio, thanks again yeah, for kinda, taking the time. It kind of helps that I grew up in a farm, I think. It does. It does help a lot, you know, especially with the rooster. What about the Brazilian animals that are not usually inside U.S.? Uh, that's an interesting question. I'm actually going to write this down. And then what we'll do is we'll have an episode or the topic will be common animals in Brazil that, you know, you teach about when yeah. they're babies compared to the common animals in the u.s nice nice for example in brazil i'm sure you you do the 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 parrot or the macaw right the papagayo yes like that's a very common a different chicken they're called angola stick chicken that came Mm -hmm. from africa i don't think they're common in the u.s yeah okay all right so uh maybe you know maybe we'll have you as a guest again mauricio thank you so much glad that i'm uh, glad to participate all right, Marisa. Well, thanks again. And right, we'll bye talk bye. to you soon. Bye-bye. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. All right. And we're back. So, Tony, what did you think of that? Uh, it was pretty much what I had expected and was actually quite funny listening to. Not that it was um, not that your cousin slash. You're not laughing at him. You're laughing with him. Yes. Because right? the, the sounds are very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so you... Had you blocked all of this or had you been so indoctrinated by like the the U.S. culture? Probably, yeah. Like, I don't know. I hadn't really thought about animal sounds, right? So I'm curious now if your parents listen to this podcast, what they would think. 
Like, would, uh, would they recognize or would their preference be the sounds that your um, cousin made or would they go with what is traditionally used in the U.S.? I don't know. Go ahead and ask them right now. Are they are they on the podcast? Uh, yeah, they do follow the podcast. Well, they can respond. They can say, you know, yes, that's what we are used to using or no, that is not what we were using. There you go. Um, so what are you going to, what do you do with Chewy? Well, that's a pretty broad question. What do you mean? Are you going to introduce him to the Brazilian animal sounds or are you going to do? Ah, right. So we have this big book of animals. It's like mm-hmm. a children's book. And I bought it specifically because it was like rain for Amazon um, animals. Mm-hmm. But it's an English book. So what I do is I go around the book. And I'll say it in English, and then I'll also say it in Portuguese. Seriously, um, you're trying to be confused. I didn't do the sounds. Me. I don't know, maybe. So I, I also I started reading. Um, I found this article online about how to get. I accidentally paused there. Uh, I was reading something about how to get your child to be bilingual or trilingual. Mm-hmm. Right, and. One one method was so let's say let's say that mom speaks a native language that is different than dad's mm-hmm. right. Dad will speak his native language, and they live in another country that is not their native language. So an example would be if wife was French, I am Brazilian, and we live in America. Sure, right. So the process there is that the each parent speaks their language only to the child yes and then the child naturally learns the native language of where they live because they're just Im- fully immersed got it in that and so that's called the uh, opol one parent one language okay and then there are some other ones where for example if a parent speaks more than one language you do like two weeks of speaking one language and then you literally flip a switch and next two weeks you only speak the other language or certain days of the week you speak a certain language or things like that. So one example would be, uh, you know, we see grandparents on the weekends a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and currently, for example, my mom only speaks Portuguese with him. Um, sometimes she'll speak English, you know, if, like of if other people around. But I'd say for the most part, she's speaking Portuguese with him, Brazilian songs and things like that. So it'd be like, you know, we speak to English to him at home and then on the weekends, He's completely immersed in Portuguese. Like that would be a, but uh, apparently the, th- the 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 thing, and again, this is just like one article I read. There's just so much information out there. Um, it's all about the consistency of doing it every day and reading is a big part. So they can start associating what you're showing with words. Because mm-hmm. if I'm just talking about an animal to him, he doesn't know what I'm talking about. He hasn't seen it yet. He's never, exper- you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So me pointing at an animal and saying it should help. So are you still using Portuguese? Yes. Consistently? Mm-hmm. Yeah, more consistently mm-hmm. than before. I'm doing the whole Portuguese baby sound and everything. Are you going to swap to French? I keep, I keep telling that to my wife. <laughs> um, so it's, it's weird. So I my Portuguese spoken-wise is much better than French. The world's better, right? Mm-hmm. Because I speak Portuguese with my parents and cousins and things like that. But growing up, grammatically, I learned French longer. 
So, so, so you teach I, I, baby I could, Chewy like bad Portuguese? No, it's not that. It's just that like I'm I'm teaching him how I talk in Portuguese. Like you know slang. my, well not yeah slang and but m- like how I, just how I talk like just like how you talk English right from if you're from here or if you're from Alabama or from Seattle or New York right like he's learning my English like this this region's English I guess, but I'm, I have I'm I'm starting to have a theory here is like would I actually be able to teach him proper French more than I would be able to teach him proper Portuguese? Because I know French grammar better than Brazilian. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm, what I'm trying to say? Like, well, how, educated how is your, in French. How is your mom's Portuguese grammar? Good. good. They're both good. Yeah. But the problem is this: my mom is not with Chewy every single day, right? Like, no, but, I have to do most of the lifting. But if you're doing two weeks Portuguese, then switch to French. But he's mm-hmm. still getting the Portuguese. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Mom. Maybe maybe that's yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll try one day. You know, French. Let's see how it works out. No, it's you got to be, be consistent. The first day, he's not going to know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Well, I guess the question is: Is French a worthwhile skill to teach him? I think it'd be cool. Um, mom doesn't. Uh, Chewie's mom um, is hesitant on she goes I don't want him to know two languages that I don't know <laughs> why not <laughs> I mean I, I guess it's a valid point but at the same time I'm like but why limit you know <laughs> <laughs> she could just learn the languages with him yeah it's a little tough oh but, are you yeah. saying she she can't no no I'm, I'm just mean like you know I'm not literally talking to her all day because we're one of us is always working right but I don't know. Maybe, maybe. No, she could like uh, use Rosetta Stone or Babel true. on yeah. her own to pick up the language. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. I think it'd be cool to have a baby that can speak multiple languages. Well, I I believe I've come across that babies that are taught multiple languages they end up speaking later than yes. other kids. Mm-hmm. So like, there's a little bit of a delay, mm-hmm. but it, I guess it's because they're processing multiple. Like, yeah. Probably multiple threads are going mm-hmm. on while but they're trying to decode. But it's like, uh, I think. I mean, I in my mind, it's fine. I think in the long run, especially since if you you know you start teaching kids things early, and it's important because the, these languages are so different, right? Mm-hmm. They're able to learn the sounds and how to say certain letters and things like that, and combinations and accents that they, in theory, would be able to learn other languages later easier. You know what I mean? Uh, are French and Portuguese related? Similar. No, they're, yeah, they're both from Latin. Romance languages, I think they yeah. call them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Italian, Spanish, French, um, Portuguese. Yeah. Cool. So, um, have you, did you ask your parents? I would have thought they would have been the first ones you went to with that question about the animals and sounds. Um, no, I didn't. I don't know. Well, I mentioned it. But I wanted authentic. <laughs> yeah, like I wanted a non-tainted ver. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want them to think in English Ooh. first by accident. So and I was like, not only are we going to step on your wife's toes, but now we're going to step on your parents' toes. <laughs> no, <laughs> go straight to the source because yeah. they're not authentic. They've been tainted, soft, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. All right. Cool. Um, so what else, what other milestones have we hit? It's been what, three and a half weeks. Uh, yeah. Let me see. How about um, gear? 
Uh, yeah, he's getting into like six month clothes now. So what are you doing with all of the stuff that is now useless? Um, putting it aside, you know, we, if someone has a baby, we, we can pass that off. We have a couple of friends that have had babies right after Nico. So are you beginning um, to get rid of stuff? Cause I can imagine that stuff's just like accumulating in drawers. You'd like. be surprised how, how little it actually takes up space clothes wise. Hmm. Like, like baby clothes are so small and I'm a big guy. So, <laughs> you know, to me, it's like, it's taking like no space. It's really the hangers that take up space. Did you are you using regular hangers or do you have like baby hangers? Baby hangers, but yeah. it's just funny. Um, yeah, I mean, and it's funny because the f- different brands have different methods of dictating what a three month old should be like. So it's not standardized. Uh, it's close, right? But sometimes it's you know. Um, but for the most part now, and I learned is, and that could be wrong. But we learned the other day that. For example, if a, a baby's clothes will say six months, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that at six months they wear it. Like and six some, months, the limit? No, it's like it's at the, up to six months. They they should be wearing. So, for example, um, he's able to wear six month clothes now because it's a six month old outfit, and he may be able to wear it. You know, what I mean, you don't have to wait till six months because we were thinking, it's like, oh my god, like is he is he just like. A huge baby, you know, you know what I mean? Because like the sizing was never matching, and then we realized that it wasn't. It's hard to explain, and it all depends on the brands. So I don't really think about it that much. I just go, okay, he's definitely under six months. Let's look around there, and then I kind of just, does it fit? Does it look like it would fit? Do it. So, have you considered just like a diaper and maybe like a, a cloth tied around, as opposed to like buying outfits and clothes and all this other stuff no i mean we have like he has a diaper in his onesies oh this is funny though so we have a bunch of outfits right yes but i find myself like once we find like four that fit you know a couple that fit it's like it's like the same ones in rotation and so the other ones don't get used not as much and maybe we use it on the weekend or you know hmm. a dinner or something like that but you just you're just you're just looking for the most effective way to do the parenting job day in and day out. I would think it would just be diaper and like a, a loincloth or something. Oh, but it's, it's starting to get chilly, right? Like, it gets well, if cold. you keep that, I mean, he's not running around outside. Like you keep the house. But the, the, the nice rule, the rule is well, rule is a, a weird word to say, but like the one rule, I guess you can say is you dress the baby in whatever you're dressing plus one layer. So you're saying so if, if you're not walking around naked, then the kid can't be naked. Shouldn't, yeah, because they get cold easier. Mm-hmm. So and how so, is um? Oh, I'm sorry, go. So like, so the example is like if I'm wearing shorts and a, a t-shirt in the house, he's in a full onesie. If I'm wearing sweatpants and a long sleeve shirt in the house, right, because it's chilly, he's wearing a, a thicker onesie. If I'm outside. And we're sitting on a picnic table, right? And it's a little breezy, and I'm, I'm going, oh, it's a little chilly, right? Mm-hmm. There's a blanket over him, like on his torso at least, when he's on like in the docketata or the car seat. Things like that. So <clears throat> how is the um, how is your your dog? He's good. Jiving with uh, Chewy. Really good. Um, he's getting a little more active because Chewy now gets on his stomach and the other day like I was doing tummy time. Mm-hmm. I put him on the couch and and then 
the dog's name is Rooney, and he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's going on here? <laughs> he, like, went to go check this out. He goes, what's going on here? What's this baby doing? You know what I mean? I guess he's just so used to the baby being on the back. And now, like, it could potentially move, I think, in his eyes. Yeah. Um. So he's just curious. Um. He the, the, In the beginning, it was really cute because there'd be scenarios where he'd, like, bring a ball. <laughs> and he'd, like, are you going to throw it or are you just going to stand there? And look at you. What is this thing good yeah. for? It doesn't take the ball. I know. It's so funny. Um, but no, no, no. Um, I haven't seen any negative aspects about the dog's relationship with baby Chewy yet. Um, you can tell he's worried about him sometimes, especially mm. if like there are days where I have to do dishes, for example, or clean or, or move things around, whatever, cooking. Um, and so I'll put chewy on the duck dot or the pack and play and then he may get fussy right but i gotta i keep doing what i'm doing and you know sometimes the dog like will get up and go near it be like what are you doing about this like there's <laughs> can you not hear this it's it's probably painful for your poor dog to listen to he can cry very loud i was thinking about this the other day and i thought i had an app on my phone and then i got lazy i didn't want to download it like a a, a decibel uh meter yep I'm thinking I'm doing it to see how loud his cry because they're loud, piercing. Um, yeah, and sometimes middle of the night when I'm you know like trying to get him back down if he's like fussy, I have these like noise canceling headphones that I put on. I just I can still hear him through them, but it's not as painful. <laughs> Easier to yeah. ignore. Yeah, well you can still hear him right because you want to be able to hear it in case he's like I don't know. So I know you've um, taken a few like. Not like extended, but like short trips. How have mm-hmm. those gone? Really good. Drive-wise, uh, we took one trip uh, to a little cabin. It was like four hours away. So it took us about five hours to get there. Why did it take five hours? Because you have to stop. Why do you have to stop? Because uh, he woke up. Like we were driving. He was asleep. So we go, let's go for as long as we can until he wakes up. Uh-huh. Right. And when he wakes up, he's like really fussy because he woke up. He's hungry. You know, it's time to eat. He's still sitting in this chair. You know, they're not moving as much. Can you feed them in the chair? Like, could somebody just swap? The uh, it's funny. So someone had asked me that. I'm not comfortable with that. Why? The reason being is you say you're in the middle, middle lane of 95. Yeah. Okay. You're moving, you're moving, you're moving. Someone's in the backseat feeding baby and he starts choking. How do you unchoke that? Like, How do you, you know what I mean? Quickly. You can't. What do you mean? You just pull over to the side and then you. But, but, dude, that can happen so fast. You know what I mean? Like. Like, why take that risk? So we just stop for a couple minutes, feed him, get him out of the chair, stretch him out a little bit, and, and get back on the road. Hmm. We, we've we learned that the whole, like, we need to get their ex, you know what I mean? That's just not that's just not there anymore. <laughs> and I think I've learned to live with that. And, and now I'm still learning. There's days when I'm a little impatient, but I'm learning more and more. And my my wife is really good about this. And so once you 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 accept the situation that you're in right um it, it makes things easier and in the beginning i was more concerned about what people were thinking like oh they're waiting for us they're waiting on us right and then she'd be like dude the people we're gonna go see have had kids they know exactly what we're going through they're the ones that are going to completely understand the scenario you know what i mean well as you're like all apologetic and yes i relate i relate you know <laughs> it's like but uh yeah but it's you know but what happened was so we drove there, right? And I guess this is me thinking because he's just sitting in one position all day, mm-hmm. you know, well, not all day, but for a couple of hours, for a good amount of hours. 
and then uh, he didn't poop for like a day and a half, which is normal. Really? I would think he was constipated. Uh, so I thought at one point, I was like, oh my God, you know, what are we going to do? And and then when he did poop, it was like, <laughs> like a lot of soft poop. surf. It was a lot of poop. Um, but yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But you, these things happen. I don't know. But they've been good. They've been really good. He's, I'm telling you, I've mentioned this before. He loves being outside. Loves it. Um, so is uh, Baby Chewy going to be uh, signed up for uh, kids soccer or football? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. As soon as he's yeah. able. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is, um, is daddy going to be the coach? I, I want to one day. That'd be cool. You know, be, be Chewy's coach. You don't maybe think he'll get, like, take my it brother. a little too far? I don't know. I hope not. Are you sure? Oh, only one way to find out, right? Like, <laughs> just do it. I mean, I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't know if I would be. Any- you're you know, going to be that. Do it. You're going to be that coach that's not allowed to be at the games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, He's been ejected. Could be. It very well could be. All right. Well, any, um, so that was the four hour trip to the cabin. Any, you went to the beach, didn't you? We did go to the beach. Um, this was, that was right when we got on, uh, on my leave, when I first started my leave. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we did go to the beach. That was, uh, that was super nice. Um, looking back at it, I wish we'd gotten to the beach now. Um, because, because like, we, this, the way he's interacting with things, you know what I mean? Oh, you think he would have enjoyed it or it would have been more interesting to see. You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, but then if we went now and like a month from now, it'd be like, I wish we went now. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's no. So what you're saying is you just want to live by the beach. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm telling you, he really likes outside. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I told my dad that I wanted to take him camping, and he just like laughed and looked at me like I was insane. Your dad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, cool. Well, I think that wraps up this episode. It does. What do you want to talk about next episode? You want to find a topic? No. Share with the viewers? No. Just no, no. Yeah. Although I think a continuation of the um, animal sounds would be interesting. Um, do you have any friends who aren't, like, don't speak Portuguese? Like, oh, that's a, interesting. A different, a different language. language. Yeah. yeah. Um, like Italian or German. I don't know. I have to look into it. Maybe I could use, like, someone we know, like a mutual friend or something. You know what I mean? I mean, it would, they would have to be like overseas because I feel like if they've lived here too long, like you said, they've been tainted. Tainted. <laughs> been compromised. <laughs> Could be. No, I think that would be interesting. A follow up. Mm-hmm. And then actually, are you going to, to talk to your cousin and get the exotic animals? Because, you know, all the pet toucans around here. And we could try that. We We could try that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll look into it. I'm not going to promise. I'm done promising things. Yeah, I, the podcast. I hope you learned your lesson about that. Yeah, I have. Because Baby Tree marches to the, the beat of his own drum. He does. I am proud of him. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, check us out next episode. Sounds good. Thanks, everyone. Bye.